2: Stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the
0: left, dear one, sells
2: from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Calpurnia? Haney, post up in the bleachers. You're all guarded!
3: Hold on, yeah!
2: The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 1057 The Fan. And the pitch to him is swung on it. Missed, he struck him out. My goodness. Drew Rom just struck out the side and has five through three
4: innings of work. And the first pitch to him is hit
2: high and deep to right field. Did he do it again? Yes, he did. Home run, big fly, Palacios.
5: I try to be pretty critical of myself, but, yeah, obviously I'd like to have that pitch back. but. LO fastball where I'm trying to get ahead and um, I didn't even rewatch it, but it seemed like it was on the inner third and he just put a good swing on it. I think the last thing we need to do right now is make too much about one loss and, and losing a series. Does it stink that Tampa won? Sure. You know, we're two games up and uh, if we play really good baseball here the next three weeks, I think we'll be fine. Not great. Just got to get some imaging done tomorrow. Not sure uh, you know, what happened, but um, yeah, we'll see tomorrow. We didn't square many balls up, so give him credit. Pitch really well. We had a tough time hitting this fastball and kind of kept the ball balanced with a sweeping Slider and we didn't do much.
3: The sweeper, that's what they call it nowadays. Used to be just a slider, and now they added a name to it. It's the sweeper, the sweeping slider, Mm -hmm. which the Orioles had a hard time uh, engaging with last night. Drew Rom, and I got to be honest with you, I thought the Orioles were going to pound this guy, and I know the Birds drafted him, and he got traded in the Flaherty deal at the trade deadline. Talking to Tony Penty yesterday, and even before Drew Rom was traded, we talked to, because Drew Rom two, three years ago, was one of the Orioles' better pitching prospects. Obviously, they've added to the talent pool since then. And Hey, soft tosser, might be more of a long relief kind of guy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the Orioles are coming off a night where they were one for 12 with runners in scoring position against Adam Wainwright and the rest of that Cardinals bullpen, and I'm figuring, all right, they had their misstep, and they're going to get back into the groove tonight as Tampa looms. They got no hit into the fifth inning last night by Drew Rom. And the hit was an infield single (laughs) from Jorge Mateo. They didn't really get a rope until Santander, line one, into the left field corner, and we heard the, the Cardinals' radio. By the way, on the highlights, <laughs> Richie Palacios. Come on, dude! He had one home run in his career. That's granted; he's not been around for ten years, but he had one career homer. He hits three right over the last two days. At Camden Yards, provides the only run support that the Cardinals would need. The Orioles o for six with runners in scoring position. So that's, according to my math, two days, two losses, one for 18 yeah. with runners in scoring position from the team that leads Major League Baseball and batting average with runners in scoring position. So you're frustrated because you lose. Tampa wins after they blow a 4 nothing lead. Arena hit a homer. We'll get to that during the AL East report later in the show. So they, Tampa, take two out of three at Minnesota. The yep. Twins are going to win the Central. And the Orioles lose two out of three at home to the Cardinals. Now, what does all of this mean? Well, in the grand scheme of things, it means the Orioles lost a game. Yes. Because they were up three. Mm-hmm. Now they're up two. Uh, huge. And I don't want to get into hyperbole, but I will. This is a huge, huge series. National TV. seven fifteen on Fox. Actually, the Yankees and Red Sox are on Fox, too. But check your, what's going to be on Baltimore here, of course, because they got rained out. Like they got another doubleheader today. But anyway, this is a major, major series. Orioles, Braves, who clinched their division last night. And the uh, Rays are the only three teams in baseball with 90 wins right now. So we're looking at two of the three best teams. Dodgers have 88 because they're going to win their division uh, shortly, even though they just dropped two out of three to the Padres. But this is a monumental series because Tampa either regains control of the East yeah. or the <laughs> Orioles put a stranglehold on this division. So we're going to be at Pickles tonight, normal time, because it's a 7 first pitch. Me, Ryan Ripken, and Nolan McGraw. And I was assured last night when we were down at Pickles Pub that the Crush bus will be open tonight because we expect a big crowd tomorrow sold out when Adam Jones retires officially as an Oriole. But it is a big, big weekend. Cal Bradish, the Orioles' best starting pitcher, going against Aaron Savali, who's outstanding, who they got from Cleveland. Tampa did to supplement their rotation. Tampa's on fire. They lost McClanahan. Uh, Franco got condiff for actions that took place off the field. Resolution to be determined, but he's not coming back anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And here they are just chugging along. They're playing really good baseball. The Orioles, even though they've lost two in a row, they've won seven of their last 10. So it's not like they've been garbage by any stretch of the imagination. They're getting pitching. They have the number one. They have more quality starts than any team in baseball since June 1st. The last two nights. Couldn't hit one for 18 with runners in scoring position. There's the story. Bob, what do you think? Um, I mean, you'd definitely be satisfied with two and two,
2: just
6: Take the spot Well,
3: obviously, you don't want to get swept. Uh,
6: no duh. Way.
3: Yeah. From the duh magazine. Uh, but, you, t- well, you want to sweep. Well, I mean, yeah. we all know the best and worst case scenarios. Right. 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 But, but the, two and
2: two, I'm good with.
3: Then you're still up two. Right. Then you got to go to Houston. And right now, the Astros are kind of clinging to the lead in the AL West, because the wild card is going bananas. The AL West division chase is going bananas. Texas is on fire again. Toronto's crap in the bed at home at the worst possible time as they're now out looking in. So this, the, today's the 14th, like basically two weeks left in the season. And there's still a lot. There are divisions that are done. NL East clinched last night officially by Atlanta. NL West. <laughs> AL Central. I mean, the Twins are seven games. They're going to win that division. Yeah. But the AL East, the AL West, and the NL Central still up for grabs, and multiple playoff wildcard berths are there to be had.
2: Bob, the thing about it is Tampa's already played 147.
3: Yeah, they're a couple more. games ahead of the Orioles. Orioles are right. three up in the loss column.
2: Right. Right. So, I mean, 147, 50. They got 15 left. after After – after the Oriole, after they're done with the Orioles, they have 11 games left.
3: All right, 91-54 for the Birds, that's what?
2: 145. 145.
3: So they have 17 left.
2: Yeah, so they'll have 13 left after Sunday.
3: Oh, man, this season it's, is just uh, it'd
2: be hard. Char- uh,
3: charging towards the end.
2: So if you're up two, you know, I mean, uh, we'll, you know, just say they both split. I mean, you're up two, you got 13 left. You know, and if you probably go seven and six, you probably solidify that.
3: Now, if the Orioles sweep them.
2: Oh, then it's over.
3: They're up six. It's over. And then after I'm throwing Tampa out here real quick. After the Orioles, they host the Angels for three. Host the Toronto Blue Jays for three. And the Blue Jays really need to start picking it up a little bit here. Then they go to Boston and Toronto. And they're division foes. Boston's still trying to do whatever it is they're trying to do. So, yeah, it would behoove Tampa to handle their business here as well. So this is huge series. For both teams, I will commend the Rays because it looked like they might be floating and circling the drain yeah. for a while there because July was not kind to them, but they have really solidified themselves. So, Kyle Bradish, Aaron Savali, you want to get in, 410 583 If you're going to the game, stop by and say hi to us at Pickles Pub for BBT, brought to you by Salvo auto parts and your anticipation for this series is what a lot of younger people like Nolan McGraw. They've never really experienced a lot of this pennant race stuff. Don't want to go old man on you, but I will. This was a yearly occurrence for the old Bobster. The Orioles were always in contention in September. Didn't always win, but always in contention. Now, Nolan's excited. Landland's excited. Stoke Belts is excited. You got Joe LaCroix excited. You should be excited. Because they're going to the playoffs. But again, we were talking about it on our BBT last night, me and Ryan Ripkin Get to the playoffs. Eh, all right, great. Okay, that's cool. Right. Now it's like, how long are you going to last in the playoffs? I mean, ask Dave Roberts how cold it's been winning all them division titles with one World Series ring, and that was a COVID year. Braves, how great were they last year? See ya! In the divisional round. And it took them uh, six months to have to regroup. So the Orioles have accumulated some equity. They're going to the postseason, but you want more. You've seen playoff Oriole baseball, no? At least a handful of times. Some fan bases can't say that. Right. But you've seen an ALCS, in well, nine years ago. You've seen a division title. You've seen they were in playoffs. I mean, you were still of sound. You still weren't dribbling in your bib, and your mom was changing your diapers. My point is, you've seen playoff baseball, so that's all very touching. But you want to see championship baseball. I'm feeling the worst of it right now. My stomach's in knots watching Uh the game last night. I mean, but in a good way. You kept waiting for the hit. I thought Gunner's ball was gone, by the way. And uh, when he hit the, yeah. the corner the there, wall, got the triple. Yeah. And by, by the way, it wasn't the corner. Probably how badass is Gunnar Henderson? You, I mean, you see the wheels on this kid. But I understand. Like we were talking last week, don't want to get too deep into this because people want to get in at 4, 10, five eight three one oh five seven Ravens taking on Cincinnati. Injury updates coming your way. But last week, no, we need Nolan for this. But he's answered the phones. We'll get it when we come back. John Harbaugh gave a status report on the banged up Ravens. Well, the fact that. Certain Ravens didn't practice kind of speaks for itself. Andrews was limited. What does that mean? They don't ever say, you
2: know, limited means that he was probably out there dressed. I don't know how much he did. You know, I mean, he's got the quad. Is he running full? Can he sprint? That's a big thing. Can he sprint and run
3: routes. Ravens at Cincinnati, 1 o'clock Sunday. Baltimore game day uncensored. We're live from uh, Green Turtle in Owings Mills. Ravens are three and a half point underdogs in this game. Bengals coming off a rain-soaked loss at Cleveland. We'll get into all of that as Vinny breaks them down. Film study-wise, later in the show. Nola, real quick before we go to a break. Stonefelds said he would cry. You said you would the Orioles, win the World Series. You would cry. Oh, so I'm not alone. I but like the that. question was, would I cry? And the answer is no. I don't think I will. Well, you don't know till you get there. I don't, I don't think I'm going to. It all depends. Like, what if it's the seventh ser- game. Yeah. And no, they, win a, they hit a walk-off walk Grand Slam, right, and I'm right. like 18 Sour Berry and lemonades right. in It right. might be, but just sitting here rationally thinking, probably not. I think you're lying to yourself. I'm not, I'm I just, think that's. I'm being, I'll, I'll admit if I cry, I'll cry, and I won't lie about it. Last time I cried in a sporting event was when Maryland won, and I didn't really cry when Maryland won the national title in basketball. Because if if you you know where I'm coming from, you felt that pain all those years of close losses, heartbreaking. This the Len Bias tragedy, being on probation, is the NCAA's out of control. All of that, and to get there like oh damn as a fan all of the pain you've endured the first one but always the Orioles uh, I, mean, yeah. I don't know the first one hits the hardest yeah so Orioles winning the, I'll be happy and I'll be smiling and I'll be breaking out my 72 Oriole hats I don't know if I'm crying so if your are cry- Orioles win the World Series, you crying, we can get into that. We can get emotional here on video and Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. Total request Thursday. Lot lot happening. Maryland taking on Virginia. Tomorrow night, Damon Evans joining us, bottom of the
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. News.
2: and your home for sports. 1057, the fan.
3: Biddy and 80, 1057, the fan. to request Thursday. You pick the songs, 410-583-1057. We'll play them. Coming up at 11 o'clock, get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. That reveal coming up later on in the show. Thursday Night Football, Minnesota's at Philly. Eagles, six-point favorites there. No Kenneth Gainwell. We'll talk about the fantasy perspective later on in the program with Mike Harmon from Fox Sports Radio. Damon Evans, Maryland Athletic Director, joining us bottom of the hour. Terps and UVA tomorrow night down at CQ Stadium. You can hear the game on the fan. Maryland wearing the black uniforms with the Terps grip. Side of the helmet. They're sharp-looking. I don't care what they wear as long as they beat Virginia's yeah. 14.5 point favorites. Ravens, three and a half point dogs at Cincinnati, and the Orioles lose two in a row to the Cardinals as Drew Romp Former Oriole farmhand was traded in the Jack Flaherty deal. He no hits him through four, picks up his first career win. So tip of the cap to you, Drew for that. And this Richie Palacios. What the hell, dude? Where did you come from all of a sudden? He had one career homer heading into the series. He hits three in two games. Oriole sucking with runners in scoring position. And this guy hitting home runs. There's the difference in the series. Now Tampa comes to town. It's Kyle Bradish. It's Aaron Savali. Two-game lead for the Orioles. Two teams with 90 wins. This is going to be epic. Are you going to cry if the Orioles win the World Series? I don't think I will because I'm not feeling that emotion. I don't it's think, early yet. I don't think I'm crying anymore over sports stuff. Like when Maryland, for instance, won the national championship, I don't throw things at my TV when they lose anymore. Which I, I broke two TVs watching Maryland North Carolina games. Only I think the only time I'll cry is if like I bang my leg on the table or something. <laughs> I'm going to take a piss anyway. Yeah. Let's get out to the phone But if you're going to cry, I am not going to judge. It's been 40 years since they won a World Series. I was 18 years old. The draft was still a real thing because I had registered for it on my 18th birthday. Let's go to Curt and Philly. Curt, what's happening?
6: Thank you for taking my call, long-time listener, long-time Ravens fan. Unfortunately, I'm just in Philly. Um, so I know this. I, I talked to the operator, and you know, I, I told him about you know what I thought this front office should do. Which, uh, you know, this Ravens front office, I think everybody knows, one of the best in all of the NFL. I love what they do in a draft. I love what they do in free agency. I know this has been discussed, but I just want to point out. I, I really think they're 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 messing up here. I think Jonathan Taylor. Should definitely be considered. Now, I know he'd only get him for 13 games. I'm just tired of seeing our star quarterback, you know, getting hit, getting injured, and this this running back by committee. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins can't stay on the field. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, because I do think he's a home run hitter, but he can't stay on the field. I just think, when I think of running games in the NFL, I think of the Ravens and I think of the San Francisco 49ers. No two teams in the NFL do it better Obviously, the Eagles did last year, but consistently. Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. Nick Chubb, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, well, since Nick Chubb has been there, but right. when I think of the Ravens, I mean, it's it's their thing. They run, you know. It's a it's the, you have to stop the run game, and I think in order to set up the passing game, you have to run. Now, I, again, I understand the Colts are asking for a first round pick, and I. I this is how I feel about that first-round pick. The Ravens aren't picking in the top five. They're not picking in the top ten. They're not picking in the top 15. They're going to be they're, – they're always a good team. They could possibly win the AFC North. and I, I really do think they can do that after they stomp on the Bengals. Um, so this is a team that's going to be picking at the bottom part of the draft. And I feel like – I think Jonathan Taylor is worth that round pick where – you know, he's a stud. I I mean, look what he did when he was with the Colts and the, that team led didn't
3: the, have anybody. Uh,
2: yeah, he led, hey, the, o- the only the negative
6: call. about You got to
2: pay him too. Yeah. That's a thing and you got to pay him what? 14-15 million a Hence year.
3: Hence the stalemate with Indy right now.
2: Right. That's what happened with Miami. That's what happened with some of these other teams.
3: And isn't he coming off an injury plague 2020? Yes. He led the league in rushing 2 years ago, but Correct. he was banged up last year. And he is
2: just 24 years old. No doubt. Workhorse
3: too. He'll yep. t- he'll yeah, tote that a rock
2: horse too, but I I don't I don't I don't I wouldn't do it. You know I'm I'd be totally comfortable. I'm more worried about you know the consistency of the offensive line. That's what I you know and Lamar getting the ball. Lamar getting comfortable in the offense because it showed that he
3: was in, very inconsistent. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Baltimore. It's Ray Ray. I'm buying your Jack Daniels on Saturday, buddy.
7: Hey, we're gonna work it out, man. We got it. We're definitely You're gonna work it out, covert. man. And, and uh can't wait to get your prediction later on in fall with your nephew fighting Regis Progray. I think that's a very good step up fight. That not people sleeping on, yeah,
3: Pro Gray uh, hadn't been looking all that
7: great his last two fights. Yeah, day. yeah, I, you're right. You know, yeah, you know what boxing goes. So sometimes, sure. sometimes, you know, people can see something like you know what I can take him now because he's slipping a little bit. But we'll get to that another time. Sure. Um, you know, I don't expect for you to cry, Bob. You've seen three, you know, you know Super Bowls in your lifetime. The Colts went in the early '70s. You know, you've seen the Orioles, World Series. I mean, I know you're probably mad at Jay Williams for what he did in 01 in the Final Four and all that. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. And Mike
3: Duke, they can go bleep themselves.
7: Absolutely. But having said all that, you know, I got to take you behind the curtain real quick, man. I'm 41 years old. I was born in 1982. So, you know, my first Orioles game was 1988 you know, I just, I just, I love Cal Ripken. Just like many people in my age range love Cal Ripken, we just want to see, you know, Cal Ripken in a home run or, or something like that. Then you add on the fact that the why Not team is the first Orioles team I fell in love with. So, for my generation, for people who, for for the ones that you know experienced Mike as 15Ks. Game six at 97 ALCS. I remember it like you it yesterday. Me and my brother was talking about the Hang other day. Hanging
3: slider, baby.
7: It, 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 yeah, yeah Mano Benitez, yeah. It means, it's. I mean, baseball is a game of fathers and sons. I mean, fathers and daughters, too. But, it's, um, you know, not this in the mothers, but it's a game of fathers and sons. So, you know, when you look at the Cubs, when the Cubs won the World Series and, you know, it was a special that MLB Network did when the guy was at the gray side of his dad in Game 7 of the um, uh, 2016 World Series. It, it, when you look at Believe Lane, you know, with the 30 for 30, I get what you're saying, but for the Orioles, and like I said, it's a generational thing. A lot of these young people, they experienced two Super Bowls, but for us that grew up with one team, wasn't no Ravens. It was just even, yeah. you know, Baltimore Orioles, the or Kenny Cooper, and the Baltimore Blast. It was <laughs> like, this is this is my warehouse. So, you know, I still look at the Delman Young three-run double on YouTube, and it still makes me emotional because I remember where I was at down that day and, and just how pandemonium it was. Before I hang up the phone, Bob, I yeah. get what you're saying. You've seen a lot of world championships. You've seen the 79 World Series and all that. Yep. Yeah. If the if the Orioles make it to the World Series, I'll cry. If they win the World Series, I mean, I'll be a emotional wreck. That's all I got to say, fellas. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: And by the way, Ray, thanks for the call. And I'm not judging at all. I, I, I feel great for people like Ray. And for people like Nolan, who uh, no offense, Vinny grew up in Baltimore and lived with the Orioles. And you know, when I was younger, they they were contenders every year. It was a rite of passage that the birds were going to be in contention for the AL East, if not the World Series, every year. For this to happen is a beautiful thing. And not only is it a beautiful thing, let's remember this: this is the beginning yeah. of it. I mean, there's Hester Kerstad's coming up. A day because <clears throat> we ain't brought this up. Ryan Mountcastle got hurt last night, yep. shoulder, and he did not look. We heard him in the open; didn't sound great for him. This is just the beginning of it. We'll worry about not paying them when it's time to pay them. But for a three, four, maybe five year window, they're going to be one of the most talented teams in baseball. They still have the number one uh, minor league system in Major League Baseball as well. So enjoy the ride, Vinny. You're going to have to accept it. The Orioles are going to be a force in baseball for many years to come, and hopefully they do win the World Series. And Ray, you brought up that 2001 Final Four game. Gary Williams got phoned by the officiating. I was at, there. It was in Minnesota. I was
1: Screw there. Screw you. Do- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New
0: iPhone 15s? It's over
1: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Your sports information
2: station, 105.7 The Fan.
3: It's a request Thursday. Pick a song. We'll play it. Live support text line, 410-583-1057. It's Viddy and Haney. Bob Haney. Viddy Toronto, Maryland. Tomorrow night, taking on Virginia. CQ Stadium, 7 o'clock kickoff. You can hear it. On 1057, the fan. Our pregame coverage starts at 5 30. Maryland will look to go to 3 0. I'm breaking out some new duds for that game as well. Here to talk about that and more. What's going on with this athletic program? He's on the WGK Law guest hotline. He's the AD for the Turtles. Let's welcome back, as we do every Thursday, Damon Evans. Damon, good morning.
4: What's happening, fellas? Good morning to you. Yep.
3: Doing all right. Now, I know you and Vinny like to talk about muscles all the time, but (laughs) when uh, watching the game Saturday against uh, Charlotte, old Biff Pogey was breaking out there. (laughs) (laughs) The sleeveless shirt, it's all good, but Terps down 14 zip, so as a Maryland fan, I was getting a little antsy there, and then Maryland stabilized itself just a little bit, but Damon, I know it's about stacking wins, but when you fall behind early on national TV, I'm guessing everybody was a little little, uh, concerned right out of the gate there.
4: I'm going to be very candid. I didn't like it. Right. Got you to know, we got to come out and we got to be ready to play, and we didn't come out like like we needed to uh, in front of a nationally televised audience. Uh, I'm I'm pleased with the win. I'm pleased with the resiliency, but we got to come out with a much faster start, showing who we are and and be dominant up front. So. Uh, I believe that's what we will do uh, tomorrow night, and, and that's what I expect us to do as a football team.
3: Now you talk about being dominant on, up front, Damon, to get to the little X and O stuff. First two games hasn't really been the case on either side with Virginia coming in and then the Big Ten schedule starting to uh, percolate. Are we feeling more comfortable that this is just a slow start, new pieces just trying to all mesh together right now?
4: Well, you know anytime you you start off at the beginning of the year, you're trying to figure some things out. And obviously, we're still trying to figure some things out on the line of scrimmage., uh, but it's time for us to figure those things out as we head into a a, a game with an old ACC foe tomorrow. You've got to be able to win the battle up front if you want to have any type of success moving mm-hmm. forward. And so we've got to establish that run game. I'm glad we were able to do it in the second half uh, against Charlotte. But we're going to go up, be going up against some much different lines here moving forward. And it's crucial that we have our protections down for our quarterback, that we're opening up some holes for our running backs. And then that our, our defensive line is getting some pressure on the quarterback. We got to get a push upfield uh, if we want to do what I know we're capable of doing this year.
2: Yeah, Damon, I, I totally, totally agree with you. It's it's about what happens up front. You just look at what happened in the NFL this past week. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it was. And the thing that you've got coming, like you got Virginia, and, and let's just face it, Virginia's not very good, you know, and that's one that you got to win. You got to win and you know you start you got to start to gain momentum getting ready for the Big 10, agree?
4: Yeah, absolutely. When you take a look at it, we know going into the Big 10, we're going to be facing uh lines such as Michigan who might have the best offensive line in the country. When mm-hmm. you start talking about the Michigan's, the Ohio State, the Penn State and a lot of our other Big 10 uh peers, that's, that's what the Big Ten is about. It's about being in the trenches. You're going to have all the skilled players in the world, but if you can't protect the quarterback and you can't put pressure on a quarterback, it really leaves you susceptible. But I'm confident that we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm glad we've had a couple weeks. And, you know, I'm not going to take Virginia lightly. I know they're struggling a right. little bit right now. But it's Virginia. They're, they're a power five school from the ACC. Uh, they're trying to do the same things that we're trying to do, and that's to get a win. So I want us to go out there and, you know, uh, be ready to play and and show Kirk Nation what we're really about.
2: Hey, Damon, as an AD, talk to our fans about, as an AD, kind of like what's happening at Michigan State, you know, with, with the football coach. You know, because it happened like, what, a year and a half ago? In 2022, what, what is like the process that it goes through that it takes a year and a half.
4: It's interesting. It's just like any process. If you're in in the courts in our system, things just take a while to get through. And it's the same thing on the campus, uh, trying to to do an investigation, trying to make sure all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed, these things do uh, take time. Anytime one of our, our our colleagues, peers are going through something like this, you feel bad for all concerns. Mm-hmm. You don't rush to judgment. And you you feel bad for any victims uh, that are out there. So uh, hopefully that this gets resolved in the most appropriate manner and, and that everybody's able to to move forward. But you, you do feel bad for all the parties that are involved and i'm not going to uh, rush to judgment i don't know enough about the case but as an institution our job is to make sure that we follow the rules the policies the procedures of this institution in this case title IX, ocrsm is very important and that we educate our people on to doing what is right and that's what I want to make sure that we do here, is that we treat people right. We do things that are by the book and, and do some things that represent our fans and this university in the utmost manner.
3: Damon Evans, athletic director, University of Maryland. Joining us here, and Haney, 105.7 The fantasy. as he does every Thursday. Bob Haney, Vidian Serrato. Damon, you met your Virginia getting back to the game. And we've talked about realignment and everything that's going on. In the landscape of college sports, now you're an SEC guy at Georgia. I mean, are you kind of a traditionalist? Like, for instance, I'm 58, grew up with Maryland in the ACC, playing Virginia and hoops and football and all the good stuff that came with it. Do you pine for tradition, or, or are you just abse- abse- accepting, rather, of the fact that it's the new it's the new reality? Hey, Virginia, it's great. I remember Len Bias versus Ralph Sampson, but it's 2023. Get with the times, man.
4: You know, there's some traditionalists in me. I know we have rivalries that we've lost. I know that the, the geographic uh, location is changing. Proximity is changing. Uh, what we were once built on looks very, very different. But, you know, in, in this world, in this environment, you got to expect change have to embrace, embrace change. There's no need for any of us to sit around, and we can complain about it if we want to, but that's not going to cure anything for us. And so what I try to do with our staff, our coaches, our student-athletes is see how are we going to best adjust and adapt to this new environment and position ourselves for success. I look at these as opportunities for us. And I'm going to always look at that. And, and we're always up for the challenge, but uh, we sit in a very stable conference right now. When you think about the two most stable conferences, in my humble opinion, are the uh, the Big Ten and the SEC. It's a very lucrative conference from a standpoint of the financial aspect. And then it's a highly competitive conference. So uh, I'm glad that with how we're positioned. And there will be more change to come. And our job is just to be prepared for that change and move this program forward.
2: Hey, Damon, the thing that I see, you know, going forward to get you guys, you know, to the next level winning games, I think probably cures a lot of it, but the attendance, you know, I mean, I happen to be my, my son goes to Penn state. So we went to the Delaware game last week and there was like 85,000 people at Delaware, you know, and that's the thing that, however, you know, Maryland can get it because I've been to Maryland games when the place has been packed and the environment's awesome. How do you get it consistent?
4: Well, first, I want to thank our fans. Uh, You know, the fans that are coming to the games, I want them to know that we appreciate them coming. Our student section has just been unbelievable this year, and I know we've got a good – we have good expectations for them to show up tomorrow. Every place is different. Um, I'm not going to call out our fans because, you know, I want our fans to know how much we appreciate them. But I want them to know that we need them at the games. We, We really, really, really do. It means a lot to our student athletes. It says a lot about our program it has such a significant impact on the overall atmosphere of the game. I know there are things that we're trying to do to improve the game day atmosphere for our fans. We're going to continue uh, to work on those things, whether it's scoreboards, sound system, beverages, food options. There are things that we can continue to work on as well, and we're committed to doing that. But uh, we need fans to come out and support. It's not about coming out and support, uh, coming to the game, when it's about the other team. You know, we get – for Penn State and Michigan. We've got to get the fan base to come out here because they're coming to see Maryland. And it doesn't matter who Maryland is playing because we want to come out and support our team. But I am grateful to the fans. I appreciate the fans that have shown up. And for those who haven't come, we hope that you'll join us tomorrow and moving forward to help us show the pride that we have at the university of maryland
3: damon evans athletic director university of maryland damon last thing for you because we know you're a busy guy we were talking about biff poji wearing his giorgio armani cutoff t-shirt last <laughs> saturday on national television but tomorrow night some slick football unis and the basketball team men and ladies have uh, dialed up the old style points as well this year
4: well, I'm excited about t- tomorrow. You know, being back in the Script turks uniform, you asked me if I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. In that sense, I am. I, I do like the cleaner uh, look. That the-, the Pride uniforms were good. But tomorrow with the blackout, I mean, these guys are going to be clean. And if it gives them any little edge to go out there and, and lay it all on the line, I'm excited about those those uniforms. And then, you know, for our men's and women's basketball programs, you know, we've unveiled our uniforms for the upcoming year a little bit more. Again, clean, slick, uh, traditional look. And we'll continue to do things that excite them and excite our fan base. We've got some of the best four colors in the country. I think we're one of uh, a few programs that actually has four colors in its uniform pattern. So we're going to be ready. On tomorrow night basketball's gonna be gearing up here soon and there's a lot of promise for us here at the University of Maryland.
3: David Evans, it's Total Request Thursday. Pick a song heading into the weekend.
4: Well since we're since tomorrow's a big day on Friday. Uh, play Friday by Ice Cube. Give you guys a little different flair. Friday by Ice Cube.
3: Damon Evans, Athletic Director, Univ- uh, University of Maryland. Go to umterps.com or call one 800 am a terp for all of your Maryland needs. Damon, appreciate it as always. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, and we'll talk to you next Thursday.
2: And and, and Damon, Biff goes to a different gym than me and you go to. Yeah, You know what?
4: i got to get Biff. <laughs> for hey he, he did his thing but i'm glad we took care of business we all have our own fashion statements
3: yeah i felt more of a get her done vibe from my fifth thing, but that's just me david have a great weekend thanks david Thank God. Damon Evans, everybody. Athletic director, University of Maryland. If you're on the phones, hang tight. we get you. Orioles lose last night. One zip to the Cardinals. They dropped two straight to St. Louis. One for 18. Were the Orioles with runners in scoring position last couple of days? But they're going to the playoffs. Question is, will you cry if the Orioles get to win the World Series? I will not. Who knows, though? I can't. Well, 99.9% certain I won't. But you never know.
2: Sports with Balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan.
3: Friday. Chosen by you, Damon Evans. I'm sure Damon listens to all four hours of the show.
2: Oh, I I bet he's got that kind of time.
3: I'm assuming (laughs) as soon as he got done talking to us, 105.7 The Fan's in the rearview mirror for him. Cardinals in the rearview mirror for the Orioles. Now it's all about the Rays. Ryan Mountcastle got hurt last night, swinging at a Drew Rum offering left shoulder. You can see the discomfort. We played a clip from Mountcastle in the opening of the show, which we'll do again later. It's not good. No. Heston Kerstad was yanked from the lineup. Norfolk. Reports were last night that he's coming up to Baltimore second pick overall in the 2020 draft. This kid's had a, he's had a fight to get to where he is. He had myocard- myocarditis, he tore his hammy basically at spring training. And now here he is through two levels, minor leagues, 303 batting average, 21 homers, 55 ribbies, OPS over 900. Corner outfielder, right fielder by trade. Has played first base. I'm guessing we'll talk to Mike Bordick at 1130. If Mountcastle goes on the IL, which it appears he is. Yeah. O'Hearn, obviously, is going to be your dude. But Arias can play first. Santander has played first at times this year. Kerstat has done it. But are you comfortable in mid-September with a guy who's just literally learning a new position Being that guy defensively, I would not. So I'm guessing Ryan O'Hearn, even against lefties, is going to get a ton of PT at the bag at first base.
2: Well, Kirstead, you put him in any of these four games, Bob?
3: Well, you bring him up for a reason, I would assume. Unless you're Joey Ortiz or Kyle Stowers. (laughs) And you come up, this is what you get. I guess
2: guess if I'm the manager, I'm giving him a shot, whether it be a pinch hit or something. You know, and if he looks like it's not too big for me, he looks comfortable and all, then I'm probably comfortable yeah, with it.
3: Well, you know, Tampa's got some spree- uh, pretty serious arms coming up starting tonight, Aaron Savale. We'll see. I mean, the lineup, what's a seven fifteen game? Lineup usually post around 3, 3-30. Uh, we'll be off the air, but we'll have it for you, obviously, for Baltimore baseball tonight. Live from Pickles Pub, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts, B. Ryan Ripkin, Nolan McGraw. Crash bus is going to be open, so stop by, say hello. And uh, since it is late in the week, you can come bearing gifts, if you know what we're saying. <laughs> Read between the beer. Let's go to Kevin in Ellicott City. Kevin, thanks for holding. What's happening?
5: What's good, Vinny and Bob? How y'all doing? How good, you doing, man. dude? Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, the, uh, the O's, they, uh, I <laughs> think it's awesome for, uh, Curse Stat to come up. I mean, just come be a baseball player, my dude, right? No particular position in mind. Just be a baseball player on a badass baseball team and, uh, like you said, they're the second-best team in our division, so if you can hit against them, we'd probably keep you. <laughs> yeah, just uh, get in
3: there. Uh, I'm sure, obviously, nerves will be part of the equation here, Kevin, when he does get those first cuts. But, you know, I'm sure that when he's doing batting practice and he reaching that flag court multiple times, that's going to be a very enticing target for him, for sure.
5: Yeah, hopefully that keeps – you know, building that energy up in his body to compete and uh, give us his best while he's here. And uh, I think we got a lot to look forward to with him. And uh, it's been very exciting to learn about that young man through y'all. You know what I mean? I, I don't get much chance to watch the lower levels of the baseball, of course, but...
3: Yeah, he's handled a lot of adversity. He's fought his ass off to get to where he was. Well, you kind of forgot about him for a yeah. couple of years there, and he was the second pick in the draft of 2020, and, you know, his debut in an Orioles uniform is going to be imminent and right in the middle of a pennant race. What more can you ask for?
5: Well, and a dog should go with dogs. He's certainly one proven just in his life, you know, so very excited, of course, and uh, just on a supplemental thought, as a, slightly older fellow just i really hope the uh i thought it was cool to james madison celebrated the life of those uh athletes on the back of their helmet i thought that was really cool i uh i'd love to see us uh put it to them now oh uva yeah you know what i mean bob <laughs> you always talk about it of course and i'm one of those men myself and uh I hope we're uh, open to celebrating the life of those athletes. They lost for a brief moment, but then we got away. The woodkill. Yep. Hey, no doubt. But, uh, all right, Kevin. It fun chatting with y'all, fellas. All right. Have all a right. great day, all right? All right you, you too. too,
3: Kevin. Yeah, in Virginia, we know the tragic story. Former teammate yeah. murdered, murdered his teammates. Yeah. Unsuspecting. It was just a horrible, horrible tragedy. And, you know, they got a lot of pieces to pick up from a program. Hey, look. Maryland, going back to Len Bias as we've talked about, and then Jordan McNair just a few years ago, yeah. uh, with uh, DJ Durkin. So, you know, it's just we try to best we. Well, I can't speak for Vinny, but for me, this is this is the diversion from real life, from the mortgage payments, from the four new tires. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. And for you know what I mean, real life stuff. Talking about, hey, your favorite team won, and how about this guy? And and then yep. real life creeps in a lot. And Mel Tucker, you brought that up with Damon Evans and the allegations there. The the Virginia, the, uh, just absolute horrible, unfathomable tragedy. They become part of our sports reality nowadays. Yep, and, and Bob, and that's what
2: got everybody through 9-11. You know, what was the first thing back, you know,
3: baseball. Yep. And George Bush throwing that fastball right down the pipe there. It's Vidian Haney, 105.7 The Fan. If you're on the phones, we will get to you. Melissa Kim's joining us next, however. Preview Ravens and Bengals. Cincinnati, three-and-a-half-point favorites over Baltimore. Cincinnati, they got drubbed in the rain last week by the Cleveland Browns. Ravens, workman-like win against the Houston Texans. Was not overly impressive offensively for sure. Now minus two offensive linemen. That would